Welcome to Everyday Health Simplified. I'm Elisa Poole, ex-teacher turned health enthusiast. Each episode, you get bite-sized pieces of nutrition and mindset education so that you can be empowered to take the next step on your wellness journey. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you have had a great week. We are back for another interesting episode. This time, it's all about the powers of progesterone. I know, more hormones, Elisa. Come on now. Last week, we talked about estrogen. And this week, we are going to talk about progesterone because you kind of can't talk about one without talking about the other. Progesterone is actually a pretty nifty hormone. Listen up, ladies, on how to appreciate this hormone and then how to boost it at the end. All right, let's get started. As a reminder, there are a mind-blowing 200 plus hormones or hormone-like substances that flow through our bodies. And if you remember, they all kind of act like a big, huge orchestra. They're all connected to each other, and they're all connected to how you feel and function in your life. So hormonal wellness is kind of important for our overall wellness. Am I right? So let's talk about progesterone. What is it? Well, progesterone is a female sex hormone which tends to be high in the last 10 days of our cycle. Here's an interesting fact that I did not know. Progesterone, as well as estrogen and testosterone, are actually produced from cholesterol. Isn't that interesting? It's made in our ovaries and the placenta until we go through menopause, and then progesterone is made in the adrenal glands. So what are the functions of progesterone? Why do we need it? Turns out it has a lot of interesting roles, and I would say important roles. First and foremost, it balances estrogen. It kind of acts like a seesaw. When estrogen is high, progesterone is low, and then when estrogen lowers, progesterone goes up. Okay, so it balances out estrogen, and we need it to. It's responsible for breast development. Progesterone also helps regulate our sleep and body temperature. It assists in our bone formation. It also helps maintain blood sugar levels. It supports the efficiency of our thyroid and it helps the bladder work normally. And so it acts as a natural diuretic. And lastly, it relaxes our gut muscles, which is important because our, our gut muscles need some relaxing sometime, if you know what I mean. When progesterone is in balance, you'll probably feel less irritable or anxious and less prone to mood swings. Why? Well, because progesterone has a calming effect on the brain. That's because it stimulates receptors for this neurotransmitter called GABA, and that GABA neurotransmitter interrupts the transmission of anxious or stress messages between cells. Pretty cool, right? So progesterone is a really good thing. Now, Let's talk about the cycles again, okay? So estrogen is higher in the first half of our cycle, like the first mm, 15 days. And then there's ovulation in between and when estrogen starts going lower and progesterone starts increasing. So progesterone is higher in our second half. Remember, estrogen and progesterone are on this seesaw. And that balance is optimal. When it's imbalanced, PMS symptoms, what we call PMS symptoms, premenstrual syndrome, can develop, okay? 
This reminds me of that estrogen and progesterone, who remembers the Wonder Twins? Wonder Twin powers, activate, right? We want estrogen and progesterone to be balanced in our bodies. Estrogen has an energizing, mood-boosting effect in our brain. And that's why women are often happier and more active during the first part of our cycle. Then there's that dip in ovulation, and afterwards is when progesterone goes up, which is more of a soothing and sleep-promoting hormone, okay? So progesterone naturally decreases at certain points of a woman's life, okay? So for example, when our menstrual cycle stops every month, progesterone stops, okay? Ovulation becomes less frequent around the time of perimenopause, and then progesterone stops at menopause. Okay, let's talk about perimenopause, that one that I said in the middle. Perimenopause is the period of time when estrogen and progesterone in our bodies starts to ebb and flow. It's no longer as consistent as it was. There's not an egg that's released every single month and our cycles become more irregular because progesterone is declining. Cortisol levels also rise during perimenopause and we create less melatonin which means sleep can be harder because you've got lower progesterone, which if you remember helps sleep, and then you've got higher cortisol levels and less melatonin, which also promotes sleep. So sleep can definitely be harder during perimenopause. The other thing that happens during perimenopause when these hormones are in flux is that we're more prone to insulin resistance. So you gotta be mindful of what foods you're eating. And because your progesterone is going down, estrogen rises, which can lead to estrogen dominance. And estrogen dominance is a major cause of lots of the symptoms that women experience going through perimenopause and menopause. So remember from last week, we talked about how to minimize estrogen dominance. And the ways that you do that are through reducing xenoestrogens, which are those fake estrogens that are toxic exposure through skincare and non-organic foods, et cetera, eating more crunchy vegetables, supporting your liver, okay? Your liver filters your blood so that it can be free of excess toxins toxins and hormones, so you definitely want to support your liver. Along those lines, you want to avoid or limit alcohol or drugs since they burden your liver. And you can also practice intermittent fasting as long as you do that safely to help with hormonal rebalancing. Okay, so now back to progesterone. Progesterone starts varying monthly around 34 years of age, más o menos, more or less, okay? Again, progesterone declines naturally at certain points in our lives, right? Every month during our menstrual cycle, when ovulation becomes less frequent, and then at menopause. But progesterone can also start declining by other causes, such as stress, antidepressants, a poorly functioning thyroid, being low in vitamins A, B6, vitamin C, or the mineral zinc, or having too much sugar in your diet. Now, it can also be sensitive to fasting, because remember, I just talked about how intermittent fasting can be helpful for hormonal rebalancing, but if you are still in your menstrual cycle, uh, it's not suggested to fast during the five to seven days before you get your period, ladies, because progesterone is very sensitive, or can be very sensitive to fasting, and you don't wanna mess with that. You want your progesterone while you have it. Okay, so when do we need to start paying attention, ladies, to progesterone? Well, progesterone starts varying month to month around 35 years of age, okay? Remember, estrogen rises on the seesaw and as progesterone lowers. Now, if progesterone gets too low, like that seesaw is on the ground, 
we experience things like insomnia, anxiety, migraines, irritability, anger, and bloating. Because remember, progesterone is that natural diuretic that helps get things going. And if it's low, then we can get bloated. How can you tell if your progesterone is getting low? Well, here are some symptoms that you might be experiencing. You could be experiencing anxiety or migraines or weight gain. You could be waking up in the middle of the night, experiencing sleep interruptions. You could be having shorter menstrual cycles. You could be experiencing breast tenderness, night sweats, hot flashes, or more cramps or pain than usual in your cycle. So the good news is there are a few things that we can do for helping our hormonal imbalances, okay? Here's a fun fact that I learned, because remember, progesterone helps calm us and helps with our sleep. So one of the big issues we want to deal with is making sure we sleep. So did you know that pistachios, one handful of pistachios, is as effective as taking a melatonin supplement? And oh my gosh, it's way tastier. Apparently, pistachios are one of the richest sources of melatonin. And they also provide tryptophan, which is an amino acid that your body needs to make serotonin, which is another calming hormone. So double win. Pistachios also provide fiber and vitamin B6. Yummy. I'm so excited because I just bought a huge bag of pistachios from Costco last week and I have been chomping on them. So yay. When I learned that fun fact about pistachios, I heard it in my mind and I started singing like Toto did to Rosanna. All I wanna do in the middle of the evening is eat you up. Pistachios, pistachios. Okay, I know, I'm terrible, but that's all good. This is what happens. This is how my mind works. All right, so back to other ways to support low progesterone. Ways that you can do that. You can also try valerian root. You can also try vitamin C. Now here's an interesting one because studies show that vitamin C is helpful in raising progesterone levels by over 50% in three months. That's pretty incredible. Now remember you guys, whenever you supplement with anything, it takes a while. It's gonna take a minimum of three months for you probably to see anything and the benefits will only continue as long as you continue the supplement, just like with any other lifestyle change, right? But the cool thing is raising your progesterone levels by over 50%, that's huge. It also helps restore your sleep. Other things you can try are progesterone creams. You can look for those in bioidentical or natural forms. You can also try magnesium supplements. There's a lot out there though, so you just kind of make sure you're getting the right one. And since we are on the topic of food, because it is our greatest medicine, how can food help us with hormonal balancing? Well, remember, when estrogen is high in our bodies, remember that's the first half of our cycle, your insulin sensitivity is higher, which means you probably can get by with eating a few more starchy carbs, unrefined carbs, things that are a little bit more carbohydrate dense because your insulin sensitivity is higher. You know, you can enjoy those foods because your body can process them a little bit more easily when estrogen is high. When progesterone is high and estrogen is low, your glucose levels actually are higher, okay? Since there's already sugar in your blood, so you want to be avoiding heavy carbs, sugary foods during the last half of your, the last like 10 days or so of your cycle because your insulin sensitivity is lower. Both times of your cycle, guess what's good for you? That's right, green, crunchy, colorful, eat all the vegetables every day. Okay, so the last thing I wanna share with you 
is this really cool way to naturally help balance your hormones through seed cycling. This is a very cool tip I've learned from nurse practitioner Cynthia Thurlow, and I am starting it myself. So days one to 14 of your cycle, you take one tablespoon daily of flax seeds and pumpkin seeds. Mm -hmm. Days 15 to 28, you take one tablespoon daily each of sunflower and sesame seeds. You can add these to smoothies, bowls, salads, whatever, and you will feel a noticeable improvement in two to three months, she says, okay? And that's a great way for you to feel better without using prescription medication. Now, if you're postmenopausal ladies, you can do this too. You just follow the lunar cycle. So on the new moon, consider that day one. So you would use do flax seeds and pumpkin seeds, starting with the new moon and then continue on with sunflower and sesame seeds for the last 14 days of each moon cycle. Wasn't that fun? Power up to progesterone and estrogen. We're all excited to have our hormones doing what they do best, which is making our lives better. Let me know if you try that seed cycle. I would definitely be interested in your feedback. And in the meantime, thank you so much for tuning in. I would greatly appreciate your review or sharing this with anyone you think might find it valuable. In the meantime, practice health every day. We'll see you here next week. Bye-bye. Hey.